You're listening to the Levitate Podcast. I'm Stacey Hollifield, the founder of Levitate. On the Levitate Podcast, we take a look at our ever-changing world through the lens of leaders making a difference. In this episode, I sat down and had the most inspiring conversation with Stephen J. Bailey of PH Digital. We talked about vulnerability, validation, and how to be your most authentic self. So let's start just to get going a little bit. Talk to me about what you're doing. Okay. How you got started. Yeah. All right. So I'm 37. I was born and raised in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I've been here my whole life. I left for two years in my 20s to kind of get that perspective of like, man, let's leave Fort Wayne. Nothing's happening here. And I'm going to go somewhere else and it'll be amazing. And I just had this real awakening of like, wherever you go, there you shall be. And that happiness is really yours to make. And so I came back here and kind of went for that and got a job at a um, financial insurance institution. And in six months, I went from being the lowest admin person in a 13-person internal business to the manager of the whole everything. Wow. Which was insane for me. Yeah. And it, it really helped me to take confidence in my skill set that other people were seeing in me and affirming in me. And I was just being myself and just trying to be like a good employee. And I did that for a few years and then I hit 30. And I think 30 for a lot of people is like one of those first times in your life where like stuff gets real. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay. And so um, I was making great money. Uh, I was respected and things were running really smooth. And I went home every night and I hated my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was bummed and I felt like my soul was like hurting and it was like starting to just seep out from inside of me into everything I was doing. And um, it didn't make sense to me on paper because I was living like a version of the American dream mm-hmm. and doing mm-hmm. really well for my age. And so um, I had done web design um, for quite a few years on the side and that always was something that I enjoyed I loved working with customers I loved helping their businesses I loved being creative and so I um, left and (laughs) uh, got a lot of eyebrows and WTFs and um, I emptied out my 401k and I left a big salary and I opened up um a business in downtown Fort Wayne in a small shop front and I just went for it. Yeah. And you know, like that first year was awesome and horrible and scary. <laughs> and I I literally had moments where like the only person getting me through a day was Oprah. <laughs> I was I like it. crying on my bathroom <laughs> floor floor like Elizabeth Gilbert Eat Pray Love <laughs> straight up every day. And I remember it got to this point where it did not make sense for me not to go find work Mm -hmm. because I was not Mm -hmm. a person that ever paid my bills late. And I was not a person that, you know, like got behind and was a slacker and I wasn't getting out of bed. Mm -hmm. And I just was like talking to the universe every day. Like, what did I, I was listening and I felt like I was supposed to go for it. And Mm -hmm. I went for it hard Mm -hmm. and like, it wasn't supposed to work like that. Right. Yeah. Like, why is this so hard? And, um, a really good friend of mine, she's like, Steven, it's always darkest before the dawn. You just got to hang on. Mm -hmm. And I remember standing in my bathroom and I'm looking at myself in the mirror and I'm talking out loud and I'm just looking at myself and I'm like, I'm not giving up. I'm not going back and I will never work for somebody ever again. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if I lose my apartment. I don't care if I end up on the street. I don't care if I lose my relationship. Yeah. I am not giving up. And I was just like, I think I was like trying to make myself believe it, you know, like looking yeah, straight at myself. Yeah. 
And literally two months after that, I landed a huge client. And within a year, I was so busy, I couldn't think straight. And looking back on that, that makes me laugh because now I never, ever feel bored. Like I don't even know what that feeling feels like anymore. (laughs) I feel in control in a good way, but not in a like unrealistic way because I am in control of nothing and I'm so aware of that. (laughs) But you're in control of the idea that you have no control. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And I just feel like every day I am not only working with people, but I have close relationships with people that if you told me seven years, that person would even know my name, Mm -hmm. it would freak Mm -hmm. me out. And now I have this huge circle of people in this community that are doing huge things that actually like consider me a client or consider me a friend. And, and I wake up every day thinking, if I don't bring it, somebody else will. Yes, exactly. And that's my motivation. Yeah, you yeah. got to get out there every single day. Yeah. <laughs> I love to hear those stories. Um, they obviously resonate with me, but I think there's so many. The hardship and the challenge and the decision to go out on your own, to yeah. follow your dream, to yeah. follow your passion. Um, you know, five years, four years, whatever down the road looks beautiful. Totally. But that first year... Scary. is so scary you yeah. know i i yeah. was similar um i had a great job yeah. you know a cushy gig i was uh-huh. working four days a week making yeah. good money like yeah. but it was it was miserable you know yep. i knew there were limitations put on me and i was a single mom and that was impacting my career sure and it i went from what i loved became something i hated mm-hmm. and so but the decision to leave was to most people absolutely crazy like right. why would you leave something right. that's comfortable totally. and safe and good enough and good enough just doesn't it just doesn't cut it for me totally but i think for people like me you other people the almost the lack of backup plan is the best like i always tell people we succeed levitate succeeds because there is no other option mm-hmm. like i i'm not getting that job back Exactly. And the only other job like that in this area is the company that <laughs> I'm building. So yeah. it's going to work. Yeah. It's going to work. And I have to pay my mortgage and take care of my son and be responsible. There was no other exactly. way. Exactly. But it does. It forces you to get up every morning and say, we're going to do this. Yep. And it's not a straight line. Totally. You know, you like, I started out here one way and you know you where you want to get, but it's a lot of like zigzag and circles <laughs> and backtracking and to get to that point. It so, is. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of beautiful stories in there too. I think there's a lot of vulnerability, like when you really get real with yourself. And, you know, I just believe now that when you go through those hard years of setup and finance and making connections and proving your worth, proving your mm-hmm. value, mm-hmm. that um, if you can get to a point where like, I just don't, I believe this globally, uh, that we shouldn't be our careers, that our careers should exist so that we can be our most vulnerable, truest self. Mm-hmm. And even though like I'm Stephen J. Bailey that owns PH Digital, I feel like most people are like, what's the name of your company again? But Stephen J. Bailey has become like this little brand for me. Yeah. And that's why like it, it's been so important that I have a career that allows me, whether it's like doing this podcast with mm-hmm. you or like, mm-hmm doing a TV show on the CW or, right. or running around interviewing all these awesome people in Northeast mm-hmm. Indiana with their small businesses mm-hmm. or building a website for, you know, a big company in Warsaw. Or, yeah. It's so versatile, but it all comes back to like when people hear that name, mm-hmm. I, it, it allows me 
to um, not be boxed in by the idea of a career. Right. I am like living my best life uh-huh. and like people pay me to do that. <laughs> like it's insane, you know, and I hope that I'm doing it with integrity and I am delivering the best product they could have. But like yeah. I just get such a kick out of like when I'm when I'm writing those stories. I had mm-hmm. someone the other day like I was I interviewed them and then we did a photo session afterwards and she was like, do you realize um, when you've been photographing us today that you like are cheesing so big, like you're smiling. <laughs> and she's like, I just love that. She's like, you love doing this, yeah, don't you? And I was yeah. like, oh, that's so funny. I'd never caught that, right. but I am. Yeah. I'm like you're, sending it back yeah. to you as we're talking. Yeah. And as you're smiling, I'm yep. like cheesing out yeah. over here because I'm feeling what you're doing with your business and how me writing this mm-hmm. is going to tell you know a few thousand right. more people and then you're mm-hmm. going to get more customers and then they're going to know and you're right. going to change their lives. And I get to be like a little piece of that. Yeah. And I love yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. I feel the same. It's nice to, it's an honor and a yes. privilege that I get to do this every day, you know, yeah. and I, I, I feel like it's um, such an honor to me that my team chooses to work totally. here and totally. be a part of the team. And so you just really, you do, but it's like you said, it becomes more of your, just your life, you know, mm-hmm. and, and this is part of it, but yeah, yeah, that doesn't mean that there's a lot of hectic and crazy and um, totally. late nights and sleepless nights and yeah. stress and yeah. all that. It is a lifestyle. But it is a lifestyle. It is. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it opens up doors. Um, you know, we, we talk here about our uh, motto is dream big, do bigger. Yeah. And levitate was my dream. That was what I, I wanted to start a PR agency. Yeah. But the do bigger part is the opportunity to have such a bigger, broader impact, you know, to be a part of the professional careers and the lives of others and to have a voice and speak out and help cultivate change in the community and all of that. That's all part of the the do bigger. And I didn't even realize all of that when I started. It's just you, you get going and you're living your dream and then you're like, and it comes with so much else, which yeah. is just incredible. It is. You know, it just builds and builds I agree. on that. So It's beautiful. It's wonderful. <laughs> You're listening to the Levitate Podcast. So tell me a little bit what it's been like for you, though, yeah. building. You know, what has happened is you go from being a web developer to you're a few meetings away to being a social media manager to being a blogger, to being um, a photographer. And you allow the universe to meet you where you're at. Mm-hmm. And I am really into boundaries, so mm-hmm. I'm really into mm-hmm. like saying no. Yeah, and I'm really into great. like making sure that I am safe mm-hmm. and that I'm feeling heard and mm-hmm. that my clients are getting the exact same back. But yep. at the same time, yep. I am like such a yes man to opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I think it's such mm-hmm. a paradox for me mm-hmm. because like I would say for every four people that try to hire me, I say no to three of them. Yep. I really do. Yeah. But every time someone comes to me with an opportunity, I always say yes. Yeah. Do I meet all four of those people? Absolutely. Right. Do I have lunch mm-hmm. with them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If somebody asked me for a speaking engagement, yes. Yep. You know, if someone asked me to try something new, if I could show up and facilitate with this, if I could maybe be a backup photographer because we're just not sure about this and how it's mm-hmm. going to go. We might need your drone. We might need whatever. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. Yep. Always yes. <laughs> be on a podcast. Yeah, yes. yes. <laughs> like right away I was like, hell yeah. Like you just, and this is so lovely. Like uh-huh. I'll be thinking about this for like a week, you know? <laughs> and I think that um, what has happened is that I'm just this one little person in Fort Wayne and in Indiana and in the U.S. on earth. And like you just, 
there's so much going on around us and I found this little niche of um, when you really get involved you have no choice but to like your community or to not like it mm -hmm. and then to um, make choices in agreement or disagreement with that yep. and so I went from participating in Fort Wayne I think the way a lot of people do which mm -hmm. is like you go to school here and like you've gone to a Comets game and you go to Glenbrook and like you go eat at Chili's and then you go home to the suburbs and like you drive like a car that's three years old mm -hmm. and you have some friends from high school and you have been to IU for a lot of parties and you like you call that a life uh -huh. and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. But like my life now is very much like I know every shop owner mm -hmm. around me mm -hmm. in several mile several mile radius. Mm -hmm. I know what they went through to open that shop. Mm -hmm. I can tell you that everything in my home was purchased at one of these places, and every time I see it, I have a connection to it. Yeah. I am on our three rivers at least once a week, wow. uh, and that was for six months a year. I made a commitment to do that when it was spring to fall, mm -hmm. and then when fall came, I was like, man, I want to make a commitment. Again, what can I yeah. do? And so this last year, I just made a commitment. I'm going to Southeast Fort Wayne one day a week for six months. And I did it. And it changed my life. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, you start meeting more people because of the space you allow yourself to be in. Right. And, like, I have made more black friendships in the last year and a half than I had made in the last 20 years mm -hmm. before it, mm -hmm. which is awesome and equally heartbreaking. Right. Because right. my life is so much better yeah. now. Yeah because of them mm -hmm. and because of mm -hmm. me listening to mm -hmm. them not anything else honestly it's just listening yeah i got nothing to add yeah. i just want to yeah. listen yeah and and then you take the opportunities with careers and you know i have a client who works in the 11 county region so suddenly i get this focus that's not fort wayne yep. and like i drove up to angola yesterday mm -hmm. i got to meet somebody that i interviewed that i just did on my own i just reached yeah. out and she was like yeah and then i spent the day going downtown and shopping and finding utopian coffee at a coffee mm -hmm. shop and mm -hmm. you know seeing the bro call and like that is my day every day in a mm -hmm. different place with a mm -hmm. different person and i go to bed every night really tired yeah but very fulfilled <laughs> yeah. you know yeah yeah and i love it that and uh, it's just i think that's very unique to you and hopefully there's, you know, yeah. more people that start to sure. appreciate and soak up and connect in that way. But it's not just happening. Right. It's orchestrated and purposeful. And when you come to, you know, we were both at the um, partnership meeting yes. recently. Yes. And because of the experiences that you have that you choose and go after, yeah. you come to things with not just an opinion, but a validated perspective. Yes. And I think everyone is aware of that. That's why it's so meaningful, okay. you know, so I you can that. come in and, and say things and people pay attention and yeah. listen. Um, and that's so powerful. I love that. That means yeah. so much to me. I think you're like, I'm being validated because I was thinking that experience through. And, and I remember when I left thinking, damn, Steven, because like when I grew up, I was the most introverted kid, mm -hmm. not just mm -hmm. in my class, yeah. but like in my grade school yeah. I was so yeah. shy I was so yeah. self-aware I yeah. was so in my shell yeah and then I left that and I really I had to go on with my day I had so much to do but I, I remember I had this moment where I was walking back and I was like wow like um I'm so glad that um <laughs> I'm not gonna cry I'm so <laughs> glad that I have had these opportunities recently to meet these people that were not able to be in the room so that I could because 
it might be their opinion, mm -hmm. but when I am talking about their opinion, that is now a fact of their right. opinion. Yeah. And I was able to bring that mm -hmm. to the table mm -hmm. and say, mm -hmm. hey, this is what these people are telling me. And this right. is what these people feel every day. Mm -hmm. This is what they're saying to me. Yeah. And they're not here right now. Right. And I think it's important that we don't overlook that. Right. Um, and I left and I felt so like, oh my God, I did something good today. Mm -hmm. I really mm -hmm. did. Yeah. So that's powerful. I'm, yes. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I love no, that. No, it's uh, incredible. Um, I can't remember when I first when I first met with you, but it's been a while now. Yeah, but we, yeah, I love yes, that. That was a had, beautiful. It meeting. was incredible, <laughs> and it was really like it was a it was a mindset shift for me. Like we, I know we we talked a lot um, about we we're talking some about diversity, and yeah. obviously I I I speak a lot about women um, and diverse cultures overall. Totally. But one of the things that you had talked about was just how how it impacts everyone like we all still kind of live in our sure you know i focus on women a lot but sure. what is the broader impact and i remember you talking about going out and riding on the bus yes and how incredible that was just yeah. to like to expand the perspective of yeah. community and think outside of our own little yeah bubble worlds yeah and um since the election of 2016, I have had the biggest awakening. And I say that so humbly because I feel like <laughs> I pretty much preface anytime I have a bad day or anytime something is happening, you know, I'll always be like, but I know that I'm a white male. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like in yeah. in middle America, mm -hmm. born into a middle class family. Right. So like, mm -hmm. can I just put that with my problem? Because right. I'm aware. Yeah. And like, yeah. Um, I have you can look at actually the trajectory of my career. And even though I am always putting my client's best foot forward, you can't help but bring who you are to the table. Right. And so if you look at the stories I have done, I would say that, you know, the election happened in November and I came out of a coma around February, <laughs> like a deep yeah. depression of mm -hmm. just oof. Mm -hmm. And was like, okay. And you can look at the organizations I started volunteering with, yep. um, the committees I joined, the interviews that I started having. Mm -hmm. You can look at the color of skin of people mm -hmm. versus before that mm -hmm. of how I am trying to go out of my way because it's really easy to go a whole day in downtown Fort Wayne and only see white people. Right. And like, I'm just going to be really real about this. Yeah. Like, I, you, I just got to the point where it was more uncomfortable the idea of not having an uncomfortable conversation. Yep. And so um, I started approaching people and literally saying things like, hey, I'm white. Can I take you to dinner? Mm -hmm. And you'd be surprised how many people are like, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. in the past, I'd be like, God, I mean, is it African-American or is it uh -huh. black? Uh -huh. I just don't want to upset anybody. Right. And then you're just like, man, I just go into these conversations now, and and this it's this isn't just about the black community. This is about everyone right. that basically isn't like a straight white old yeah. male. Not yes. that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> and you have to go into that and just say, hey, I'm just really trying to learn here, and mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. I've been watching you, and I would just love to know your story. And if I say anything along the way, please hold me accountable so that right. next time when I'm with somebody, I know what to say or I know right. what to say. And you know what? I've never had one single person be like, so don't say that yeah. or you know yeah. I think that right. people really appreciate someone that is just trying and I have just mm -hmm. been so trying mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. um, I have been way more emotional in the last year and a half yeah. in my career mm -hmm. I have days where I show up to meetings and 
you know, I try to I try to always just be a professional, but I I've been told that I just wear my heart on my sleeve way more than I realize mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. And I'll have, you know, we'll sit down for like a biweekly meeting or maybe a monthly check-in and I'll have somebody be like, "Hey, like you doing okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah. Yeah, everything's fine. Why?" I don't know. You just I just wanted to make sure that you're okay. Like something mm-hmm. just feels mm-hmm. and I'll just start crying. Mm-hmm. And it's literally because that day I saw the world differently through someone, you know, that might have been transgender that I might not have noticed before, yeah. someone that is black in a career and what they were up against, like a female in a position versus a male in, in the yeah. same position. Mm-hmm. And I am like processing that every single day now and I'm mm-hmm. so cognitive of it. Yeah. That it's like and I have the the amazing privilege of like I see a billion people a day yeah I'm always meeting somebody new like sometimes I might be interviewing one person or I might meet a 20 person staff or uh-huh. it's crazy uh-huh. and even if they don't realize it I'm taking a lot in because yeah. I'm aware of like the state of the world now right and right. I just can't not feel that I'm an yeah. emotional guy yeah and I love that oof. that's what makes <laughs> that's what makes you or part of what you're memorable and Aww. inspiring. Wow, thank and, you. Um, you create connection, which I, I think that. it's just so lacking, sure. you know, but to take the time to sit down and focus yes. and talk to people and yes. get to know them. It's not about collecting data or right. trying to get through the surface of understanding something. It's like, totally. it's a real connection. And I think, I mean, that's beautiful, yeah. you know, to, and to feel it emotionally. It's it just is. so... It's so rare. Isn't that you sad? Know? Yes, so it is sad. sad. Yeah. And it just contributes to the bigger issue. We look at statistics and numbers and try to solve Absolutely. problems with math instead of people. Yeah, yeah, I get <laughs> um, that. Yeah. And I'm super data oriented. So, yeah. like, my yeah. brain can do that in a second. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, you got to step back and really, um, it is so much more than about our stereotype of who we are when we go into a room. You know, a lot of times for me, it's not what somebody is saying. It's like their body language mm-hmm, with me as they're mm-hmm, talking. It's mm-hmm. their eye contact. Yeah. It's kind of looking at like, are they disheveled? Did they have a hard morning? Right. right. You know, and sometimes I'll just like yeah. put it aside. I will. And I know this mm-hmm. is so crazy, but like we only get one shot at this yeah. and I'm 37 and this is going to be over in 12 seconds. And like, what if they don't have anybody in their life yeah. that is like, hey, like, like off the record are you having a rough morning yeah like are you okay Mm -hmm. and like that vulnerable vulnerability is something that used to really the idea of being vulnerable never scared Mm -hmm. me the Mm -hmm. idea of actually letting people know that I was willing to do that scared me because Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be rejected I didn't want to make people feel uncomfortable and what I've realized is that like we are so hungry for it and I do social media for a living Mm -hmm. I get paid really well to Mm -hmm. do it Mm -hmm. and I will be the first one to tell you it's ruining everything (laughs) because we have this sense of connection (laughs) and nobody's connecting Mm -hmm. and you know I just it breaks my heart yeah no I agree with you I um I um so appreciate your level of comfort with vulnerability yeah I I am not (laughs) (laughs) Well, that surprises that me. Yeah. <laughs> I think you are. I mean, that moment I met you, I was just like, oh, God, it's just so wonderful that there are other people doing similar things that I'm mm-hmm. doing in this downtown sphere. And, like, I just was like, that made my day. Yeah. You know, because I just hate the idea of competition yes, and, like, yes, people being yes. cutthroat. I right. just think there's right. so much to go around and there, we should just get along. Yes. There's like, we should be each other's true so much, Absolutely. Yeah. And everybody does. There can be such intense competition, but... Um, 
there really is so much opportunity. Oh, you yeah. know, we always like the the biggest challenge for growth is often um, talent, not totally. finding clients. Totally. There's so much work to be had. So much. Um, and I'm there's exhausted. such a cool yeah, I know, right? <laughs> there is, is a great community. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's I I'm working on vulnerability. Yeah. But you know, it's, I think it's, you're well uh, on your way. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it's been a process. But okay. but I see it. It's it's just so um, it's so important. It creates that yeah. it creates that. It's like my only saving grace some yeah. days. It's yeah. like, okay, like that's one thing I can do. Right. I might not be the yeah. most talented guy in the room. I might not have this or I can't deliver this or whatever, but I, I think you're doing lots arrive. of things well. <laughs> you're listening to the Levitate Podcast. How has it been for you being a gay man yeah. in this community, which is not, from my side, not always the most yeah, totally. broadly accepting? It's like the coolest time in the worst place in the world mm-hmm, to be gay mm-hmm. is like the best way to put it. Yeah. And um, so here's what I would say, and this is to anybody listening that is having a hard time owning who they are in any capacity. You know, it could be that, um, you know, whether you believe that you're supposed to be doing a certain part of your career or you have a certain big part of your personality that you always t- try to tone down or or you haven't come out about something, what I have really learned and I firmly believe is that you cannot be successful in your life, your career, your relationships in any way, shape, or form. You cannot attract real money into your life until you 100% are being who you are and being accountable to everyone around you mm-hmm. that you are yourself. And that could mean that you are the worst, untrustworthy, hooligan, <laughs> like, like irresponsible, unorganized person but the thing is, the person that can own that and say that is a mm-hmm. mile ahead mm-hmm. of the person that on paper is being successful and yeah. is hiding something. Yeah. And that could be anything. Right. And like, I really came into that and I just thought, okay, here we go. And it like, it just became like a um, catalyst for me to really like bring out all these skeletons yeah. about myself, yeah. even in like, like my closest relationships. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be owned by anything anymore. Yeah. I am yeah. so over it. Mm-hmm. And so when I did that, I just went into everything being myself. And like, maybe I have too much gel in my hair. Maybe my shirts are a little too tight. Maybe my jeans are a little too tight. Maybe I wear too cool of shoes where I can walk into a room and in Northeast Indiana, somebody might think, I think that guy might be gay. <laughs> I have no problem with that anymore. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. my 20s, I would dumb that down. I would wear yeah. baseball caps backwards, mm-hmm. and I would wear loose shirts, and I was doing everything to make sure that everyone loved me for who I wasn't. Yep. That's exactly what we're all doing. Yeah. Yeah. And what I can say is that that has, um, that has given me my career 100%. Because mm-hmm. when I walk into a room, it literally has nothing to do with being gay. It has everything to do with being authentic. And I'm, I just hope that people feel from me that, like, when I come in, all my stuff is just, like, laid bare. Yeah. And as an interviewer, I think that maybe that's why I hit it off with so many people mm-hmm. is they're like, mm-hmm. oh, like, I'm safe. Yeah. You know? Yes. Like, there's yes. nothing you can do that I haven't done a thousand times right. worse. I believe right. that. And so um, that is one area of it. And then I would also say that... Um, my world that I have created with all these amazing people and professional relationships, clients, and all that, um, I really almost never take a hit mm-hmm. for my sexuality, mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. Everybody knows my husband, Brian. They love mm-hmm. him. He's invited to everything we do. 
um, I am considered highly normal and functional and all of that. But I, I am not considered highly normal and functional on most days. <laughs> you know, but at the same time, like, I really, I am s- hyper aware that I am always one connection away from someone calling me gay, a gay slang word, mm-hmm. from someone berating me, from someone talking behind my back, mm-hmm. from someone yelling something out a window if I'm yeah. like holding my husband's hand on yeah. the sidewalk. Yeah. I'm super aware of that. Yeah. And three years ago when RFRA happened and um, I was engaged and we were getting married, mm-hmm. um, that hit hard. Yeah. Like that that like broke my spirit. I was yeah. literally calling my people. Like I was rotating between them because I was so much heaviness of just who do I call today to be uh-huh. like put this on them because I I don't know how to function yeah. in a city that I'm giving everything to that doesn't want me. Right. And it was so clear I was not wanted in, mm-hmm. in that timetable. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's been really interesting. But, you know, um, I, I guess I would close that question by saying I took part in the Human Library a couple weeks ago at the library. Mm-hmm. And my book was Gay Marriage. So you could check out my book and you, I could tell you my story. Or you could ask anything you want to know about my, mm-hmm. my book. Mm-hmm. And so um, I had such... An incredible experience, a lot of lovely conversations. Um, I had an individual that uh, sat down, and this happened quite a few times, and this is what breaks my heart the most in Northeast Indiana that I don't see when I visit other cities, mm-hmm. is people will put you down and think they're being kind to you by the way they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Hey, even though you chose this, and the Lord doesn't want this for your life, I want you to know that I love you and you're always welcome to my house for dinner, you know? Yes. And they don't understand, like, that if I haven't built up a tolerance after 37 years, like, I would go home and cry. Right, right, and, right. Because that's not okay. Mm-hmm. And so what I said to this uh, individual that sat down in front of me, because um, I just reached a point where, like, I just couldn't be compassionate about yeah. it anymore. I had to start hitting back mm-hmm. a little bit because I mm-hmm. wanted them to wake up. Right. And she said something very close to that mm-hmm. to me. And I said, can I just tell you two quick things about my book that I just want to make sure you hear it before you leave? And I go, number one, I am ridiculously blissfully happy so much that it makes me cry because I'm wondering when the other shoe is going to fall. Mm-hmm. I am at peace. I have a great relationship with God. Yes. I am good. Mm-hmm. I feel connected. I feel whole. Mm-hmm. I'm in a great marriage. Yeah. And I am like good. So that's number one. And number two is... Um, I was born into a middle-class, white, Christian, Indiana family, and I'm, an, and I'm a dude. Mm-hmm. And I said, do you understand that like being gay is the only thing that ever made me realize that life is hard? And I said, do you know when I go to restaurants with black friends and we sit down and there's literally yeah. 60 people eating around us? And my black friend is the only black person in the restaurant that while we're eating, I can feel people looking and the biggest reason why we're able to connect and have a relationship and a friendship and a conversation is because when I walk down the street and I hold my husband's hand I get that exact same look and she shut up Mm -hmm. because I got Mm -hmm. to her yeah Yeah. you know and I think you have to keep um, getting out of the way of yourself it's so easy to be like man I'm offended Right. You don't like right. me because of who I am. You got to right. get past that. Yeah. Because we live in a world that is so heavily diverse mm-hmm. and everybody is mm-hmm. so 10 feet deep in their own stuff. Right. That we're rarely taking time to look outside of us in our own pain. Mm-hmm. And so I really believe that 
you know, in that moment, I was able to affirm her and, mm-hmm. and be loving, mm-hmm. but let her know I am so good. Right. And at the same time, this has been a huge blessing to me. Yeah. Has it been hard? Yes. Yeah. Has it caused me pain? Yes. yes. Have people mistreated me? Yes. Have I lost my entire family who's never met my husband in eight years? Yes. Wow. All of it. It's cost me dearly. Yeah. But because of it, I am the best version of myself mm-hmm. that I can be given my life circumstances. And right. what more could I ask for? Right. And I think that, you know, in that, she was able to feel heard and I was able to, you know, really validate her experience, you know, mm-hmm. as a black mm-hmm. individual and trying to connect on that level of like, we've all got our things that in Northeast right. Indiana, we get to be the minority yeah. and we get to be put in a box yeah. and we get people to think about us and think that they're loving us mm-hmm. from a distance, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> never, ever getting their hands dirty. Right. And I'm so right. tired of not getting my hands dirty. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, I have enjoyed this. So much. I can too. I feel like I was here for five minutes. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Thank you so much for coming over. Yeah, it's been wonderful. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to the Levitate podcast. At Levitate, we have a lot to say. Visit us at levitatenow.com to stay up to date on the latest episodes of our podcast and for links to our social media channels. Levitate. Dream big. Do bigger.